And now, right to your host of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I am Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host Matthew Dressing. Good evening, Joanne, and good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have a great garden, which are lows which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And May is a busy gardening month, and we are all busy, anxiously awaiting warmer weather, for sure, and getting ready for our gardens, uh, getting our gardens ready for a new season. But what about ourselves? So we're really excited about this topic today. How do we get ready uh, since we've been sitting at screens all winter, right? How do we get ready to garden? Is, is really important. So tonight on the show, we are joined by chiropractor, Dr. Jeff Smith, with tips and tricks we need to keep ourselves safe, healthy, and happy while working in our gardens. Want to join the conversation or have a question for Dr. Smith? Send your questions to instudio101 at gmail.com. That's right. So I'll just read uh, Dr. Jeffrey Smith's bio before we welcome to the show. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Smith is a chiropractor with 20 years of experience. He's the proud owner of Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic and a team member at the Clarington Rehabilitation Clinic. Gardening injuries have been a common source of patients during his years of practice. He enjoys helping people keep up with their gardening adventures. Dr. Jeff's passion lay in the world of health and fitness, lays in the world of health and fitness. He's an avid trail runner, and exercise enthusiasts. Gardening was a natural fit and the COVID-19 pandemic provided the perfect opportunity to dig in and get started with a new healthy hobby. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jeff. Well, thank you very much, guys. I'm uh, happy to be part of the show. Excellent. It certainly is a great uh, timely topic, isn't it? It certainly is. Everyone is uh, getting very excited to uh, dig in and uh, get into their gardens and start to make things grow. And uh, like you said, with the warmer weather, we'll be uh, having a lot of fun out there. That's right. What about, uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about uh, the Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic? Yeah, so I, like you mentioned, I've been with the Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic for 20 plus years now. Uh, Dr. Larry Down was the uh, founding father of Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic back in 83, and he has retired, and I am now the owner for the last few years, and, uh, you know, our team is made up of myself as a chiropractor, but I have, uh, we have a couple of massage therapists with us with different approaches and complement the chiropractic approach, uh, we're manual therapists, a hands-on type treatment that uh, gardeners will find very useful to help them get through the gardening season. Excellent. Well, and full disclosure to our listeners, I also see a chiropractor and Dr. Jeff is actually Matt's chiropractor, right? 
You're muted, Matt. <laughs> That's right. I was saying muted. and <laughs> No one could hear me. Yeah, I've been going to the Oshawa South uh, Chiropractic Clinic since uh, 1989. Oh, so, wow. Uh, a very long time. So yes. all I can say is wonderful things about uh, Dr. Smith's team and, and the facilities <laughs> there. So a little biased tonight, everyone, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think as gardeners, right? I mean, this is a common thing. Like from from even before I was necessarily could be called a gardener, I worked at a garden center. So lifting the benches, they're not or there was no ergonomics about a garden center, right? The benches are not at the right height. We used to have oh. to color block the perennials, like bending over <laughs> constantly, color blocking. Oh my gosh, moving heavy ceramic pots, moving plants. Never mind. So definitely, uh, I can almost correlate. Aside from pregnancies, I can <laughs> I can connect the dots from my gardening w- occupation right to chiropractic. My need for chiropractic. So. Definitely, uh, I think that uh, it's a huge value. And, um, and I think from all of us transitioning, you know, from sitting inside and being very sedentary, even especially with the pandemic and on screens, um, and as anxious as everybody is to get out there. um, But if you hurt yourself right in May, then you're, you know, that's not good, right? 100%. 100%. Gardening is such a physical activity and it does place some you know physical demands with the movements you have to do and the lifting that you have to do so you definitely want to go in prepared uh, with a mobile and strong body for sure that's right um i know so yes it seems like it's a relaxing hobby but like you said it can be very physically demanding should we treat it like a workout and warm up before we go out there Well, it's funny you should say that. Uh, That's a common thing I'll say to my patients about many things, gardening especially. I'll say about, you know, cleaning your house or raking your lawn or shoveling snow. All of these activities, and now that gardening is at the forefront, should be treated as a workout. You need to go in there prepared so that you minimize the risk of injury. Wow, that's a good Good way to put it. What are some things that we should do to try to minimize injury? Well, you know, it starts before now. Ideally. <laughs> yes. yeah. You know, with uh, lifestyle in general, if you uh, maintain some form of physical activity on a regular basis, you're going to be prepared for whatever the upcoming season throws at you. So I really am a promoter of fitness and active living uh, to make sure that your your body is able to face the uh, physical demands of gardening or shoveling or what have you right so but yoga is a great thing to uh, keep you going with respect to strengthening the entire body and your range of motion and your balance and it'll have you challenging your your body so that you're able to uh, uh, undertake the different bends and twists that you're going to be doing in, in the dirt. Right. So, okay. uh, but prior uh, to getting going in the garden, you cer- certainly should, uh, you know, do a little bit of stretching and do a little bit of warming up. So maybe even just a little brisk walk, get the blood flowing, you know, do some uh, um, yoga moves that you find complement what you're going to be doing in the garden. And then uh, 
the same thing of other activities. You want to stay hydrated and you want to be well fueled. Uh, you're going to be out there uh, in the sunny, day, hot days. So you want to make sure you're, mm. you're topped up with your fluids and everything. That's, uh, that's a, certainly important. Ah, that's good. Good points. Uh, we just have a uh, listener who is written in. Uh, Paul writes, wow, what a change of topic. This is so important since most of us been, have been sitting for many months due to COVID. Uh, Paul says, I don't know Dr. Smith personally, but I will tell you this. I looked him up online and he is rated five out of five online for doctor ratings. <laughs> I will be a new patient soon. Thanks. Got a well, plant, Dr. Jav. Come on. Do we know? I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thank Paul for that uh, that's a nice comment. Um, you know, gardening is something that really does uh, interest me. And uh, since the COVID pandemic, certainly my interests have increased greatly because I've had more time to, to dig in and do uh, more, uh, you know, heavy duty gardening. My uh, roots are not as, uh, you know, this last year with the garden allotment, it's my experience has been a lot more or learning a lot more. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I think it's interesting too, for you to do gardening as well, because then you can see you have a closer idea of what your patients are coming to you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. how they've hurt themselves or how you can encourage them to do things differently, maybe to avoid hurting themselves. hundred uh, percent. Because, you know, one of the directives for uh, the Ontario Chiropractic Association is uh, plant and rake without the ache. And uh, uh -huh. so I definitely before my working with a large garden that I work with now, uh, you know, I would be telling patients, you know, the, the yoga and the stretching and making sure you warm yourself up. Uh, but let's face it, gardening doesn't matter what you do. After you've spent a day in the garden, you're going to have some sore muscles, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, I, I do understand when patients come in and say that they, you know, their low back is sore after gardening or that type of thing. I, I do have a better understanding. But the difference uh, with respect to like, overall fitness, you can minimize that from being a, a harmful hurt versus, uh, oh, yeah, I, I've worked my muscles and, uh, you know, I'm going to feel that tomorrow, but, you know, I'm going to respond and adapt to that and I'm going to be okay. I'll be able to get into the garden the next day. Mm, that's important. Um, do you see some things that or some tools or diff different ways to do things that can help people like in the garden? You know, because like, I know raking seems like it's an easy thing, but man, you can really hurt your shoulder. <laughs> raking right well 100 i would say yeah raking is a is a common source of patience for sure they'll come i was just raking but you know when it comes to that it's usually because they have a dominant way and they're just always doing it the same way for the entire time to get it done quickly but so i'll always say you have to switch up your switch up your posture switch up your hands keep your feet moving you know turn it into a little bit of a dance right but with respect to tools matt was asking me this and I'm not one to uh, promote this tool or that tool, but uh, I'm learning like the right tools do make a huge difference. And uh, at the Bowenville Garden Allotment, uh, they've definitely uh, got a lot more experience than I do down there. And they've uh, they pointed out a few of my rookie mistakes out there. And uh, so <laughs> I, I am learning. 
but I believe variety and change of tools and change of tasks that you're doing uh, while you're at the garden. Like, don't just get set in one thing in one position for prolonged periods because you're going to feel it. But if you can vary your tasks and do a cycle, maybe you come back to another task. That's going to be helpful if you change up whether you're squatting, lunging, kneeling. Uh, one of uh, the gardeners there, uh, she's an author herself, it's Cher Latouz, and I asked her that question. I said, well, what do you think the number one tool that you've used to keep you uh, from getting injured? And she commented on making sure you have to have the right uh, a stool, a gardening stool mm -hmm. that uh, has saved her a lot. Mm -hmm. So that comes with experience. Yeah. Um, I know, too, like the garden has... Uh, um, a wheelbarrow down there and it's a heavy one it's a heavy old old one so if you want your real good workout you'll use that one but if uh, if you're nice maybe you can borrow someone that has a bit of a lighter one it's <laughs> easier to use so yes yes but okay I would just say that variety and changing uh, changing your postures because your body likes movement and it likes uh, differences it likes changes it doesn't want sustained postures okay I wondered about that because I do see people with the stool or like those little, like they're like a little movable, like a wagon on wheels that you can sit on. I mm -hmm. found, well, it's something as simple as kneeling, like, you know, because bending and weeding is, weeding is an easy thing to do technically, but yet that it's the bending over, right? Mm -hmm. So I found the kneeling um, really helped me, but then eventually the knees are sore. So I could see where that would make sense, right? Like the whole time just we just kneeling isn't good either so to change yes. between a stool and so mixing it up a little bit yeah a lunge posture a squatting posture kneeling stool the more you can vary things the better but I'll, I'll tell you too like with experience you'll learn uh, some postures that work better for you I, I do see some things down at the garden that make me cringe but they, they uh, <laughs> they've been doing it for years and uh, their their gardens often look a lot nicer than mine do so <laughs> sometimes experience pays off but uh, um, as new gardeners I really recommend variety variety okay. Mm -hmm. I think this leads into uh, Stephen's question. Stephen has written in, hi, I'm on my knees quite a bit uh, in the garden, weeding, etc. Uh, should we be using a, a pad, like a kneeling pad? Um, so I, I think, Dr. Smith, you talked to that. Uh, did you mm -hmm. want to add anything for Stephen or? My home gardening, uh, I definitely do use a kneeling pad because it is... Uh, along my uh, interlocking brick and that type of thing. So uh, when I'm doing a lunge, I don't often have both knees down. I'll, I'll put one knee down and the other one is forward in that lunge. So I will use a kneeling pad. Uh, and if you had those knee guards, they would be of definite benefit. Protective, you know, protective gear is, uh, is useful for sure. Yeah, definitely. I have a pair of, of uh, knee pads. Uh, I'm usually kneeling in front of pots or or weeding in front of the garden. I also, Stephen, um, one of the tools that I like, uh, just going back to Dr. Smith, you were saying there's a like a, a small stool. So it's a small stool, it's got handles, but the legs fold in. So in one position, it's a, a small stool you can sit on and you know, you're in a sitting posture. But if Stephen, if you flip it upside down, the legs are actually handles, which you can brace and then lower yourself down 
into a kneeling position. And the seat itself is a double-sided thick pad. Uh, so whether you're sitting on it or kneeling on it, you've got a little bit of uh, variety there you can use as well. So That sounds like the deluxe version, Matt. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does sound like the deluxe version. <laughs> Knee pads are like transformers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know you can also get, I had, I got one, uh, it's like the, they're pads, like they're big, they're not quite a pillow, but it's a big foam. Um, and I had one that was red, like a ladybug and I loved it. It was just the right, right kind of, you know, thickness for my knees and stuff. And I ended up leaving it at a client's house and I never oh. went and got back to get it. And uh, so now I literally have like a pillow, like a patio, you know, so it's, it's just a pillow. It's an outdoor pillow that I use and I kind of take around with me, but it's, I, it's not quite the same. So probably should invest in a, and a proper kneeling pad. Protection's important, for sure. Protection's important. Okay. So we have a couple more listener questions. Yeah, some good listener questions. Rita has written in, uh, does Dr. Smith recommend any abdominal belts when carrying heavier items, such as bags of soil? Thank you. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so my take on back belts, abdominal belts are... It depends on how long you're going to be wearing them. If you're doing something that is very strenuous and, and above what your usual day-to-day -day tasks are, possibly wear it for a little bit of support. But I, I'm not one to want you to uh, rely on it consistently. I'd like you to be working on your personal belts, you know, and that's where that uh, the fitness comes into play, where your yoga covers all the bases with your core work, but you can do you know, planks and bridges, and you can do some exercises to strengthen your, your own abdominal belt. So you're ready for those tasks, but by no means don't hesitate to use one if you're doing something above and beyond your regular. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that leads perfectly into Carl's question. Carl writes, uh, hi, Dr. Smith talked about warming up before doing our gardening chores. Uh, but what is, does exactly does he mean, uh, or sorry, but what exactly does he recommend as warm-up gardening exercise? Thank you very much. So I think maybe Carl's thinking, how are we activating these cores and what are some of those exercises they can look up and practice? Yes, yeah, so I know at our garden allotment, uh, some people will actually ride their bikes there or they'll walk there. So that gets the blood circulating. But as for um, preparing yourself for gardening, you want to make sure that uh, obviously there's a lot of leg work and back bends and that type of thing. YouTube is a wonderful resource that you can pick up a few different uh, easy five to 10 minute uh, exercise routines. And I bet you if you even YouTube like gardening warm up exercises, you would see these things. But if you know that you're, uh, uh, doing going to be doing some squats you just be doing some unweighted squat warm-ups right and then you can do some lunges like um, you can be doing some high knees you can be doing some jumping jacks just get the blood flowing just get the body moving in different directions that that are going to mimic what you're doing in the garden so you know what you're going to be doing that day. If you're going to be doing a lot of shoveling and, and pushing down on that foot, well, maybe you are doing, you know, some high knees and, you know, you're doing some leg stretches and that type of thing. But it's just a matter of but warming up the muscles, getting the joints moving and uh, preparing yourself for a good day at the garden. 
That's great advice. I think that's important to know what you're planning on doing. And yeah. that kind of dictates that makes sense, right? Because just stretching for the sake of stretching, but yeah, but then you're not you're using those muscles that you just stretched, right? So, so yeah, that is a good point. And even with something as simple as going for a walk around the block first, mm-hmm. and warming up, I think that's a great like, that's something even I can do. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. That's another principle I'll say at the office is the keep it simple idea that Mm. uh, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. It's just this is what I'm going to be doing. Okay, I can do some mimicking of that just to, you know, if you're going to be carrying um, your watering cans, you know, those are great farmer carries, but maybe you have something, uh, you know, you prepare yourself, you're going to go to your shed and you're going to get your put out the equipment you're going to be using. And then, you know, you'll carry the lighter things over first, go back, and then you carry the heavier things over. It's just, it's building up, preparing, and uh, just warming yourself up. But don't, it's not complicated. A lot of people I find in fitness, they, you know, they they think it has to be something specific and that's step-by-step. But no, put on your favorite song, your favorite gardening song, do a dance, get yourself going and get yourself excited for what you're going to do. That's good. That's really good. What would you say for the average length of a warm-up? Should it take five minutes, 10 minutes, um, the average walk around the block? Does it matter the length of time for the warm-up? Well, I think you have to use your judgment, Matt. You have to know, am I uh, well trained? Am I uh, somebody that uses my body a lot? Do I warm up quickly? Well, you can mm-hmm. probably do it in under five minutes. But if you're somebody that has been hibernating all all winter and you've been uh, virtual working and, uh, you know, you're pretty stiff, you're going to want to put a little bit more time into that warm up. So that may be a 20 minute warm up, which is time well spent. Otherwise, you'll be coming to visit me quite a lot afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that, that's my question is, do you, have you noticed a pattern with the type of garden injuries that you, you might find with your clients? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with the raking. Raking is always a big one. Mm-hmm. So fall and, you know, getting the uh, lawn prepared at, at, right around now, raking is a big one. Um, and it's usually just trying to do too much too soon. Uh, that. uh sets people off so mm-hmm. low back injuries is yeah. uh, not uncommon for sure mm-hmm. uh, and that can be frustrating to someone when they're just trying to get going yeah, and too. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I think you know what I think it's those bags of mulch like you said the soil so uh, the soil is one thing because we know that the soil is going to be heavy so I think we we kind of prepare and we'll use the wheelbarrow you know that kind of thing but the bags mm-hmm. of soil tend to be quote-unquote lighter but I find that they, I, no matter what I do, I hurt myself because there's too much give to it. Like it's not at least the bag of soil. It's almost like weights, right? Like, or you're carrying a child or something like it's just one thing, but the mulch has this give and take to it that I find you, you just, I don't know. I, I, and even though I'm prepared for it and I've been doing it for years and I know I'm going to hurt myself, I try not to, but it's still like mulch just gets me every time. You know what? Uh, I may start prescribing mulch bag carrying exercises. You know, a big exercise is uh, sandbag training. And they show that how the shifting weight and how you get that extra level of fitness because there's changing 
forces or changing weight patterns, right? And that is harder. Mm -hmm. So you do have to be ready for what your uh, resistance is going to be. If it's something solid and you can keep close to your body and firm and grip uh, with a good, strong grip, you're less likely to get hurt. If it's something that's kind of awkward and has Mm -hmm. you kind of teetering on your balance and that type of thing. So you do have to have that awareness for sure, Joanne. Mm, That's a good point. Very nice. Oh, we have a couple uh, listener comments as we reach the bottom of the hour. Uh, Darlene says, hi, hey, I have a cure for having achy stiff joints for my gardening chores. Uh, hire a professional like Joanne or Matthew to do the gardening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she says, only kidding. Uh, loving the tips. Uh, so thank you, Darlene. Yeah, thank I you. can tell you uh, guys, I, I probably very much so benefit from your, your skills and it'd be great, but that I, I, uh, I welcome your tips for sure, Matt at the office, but you know what, just getting in there and being, you know, playing with it and learning. And I, I got to stress that I'm really learning right now from the, the gardeners at the Bonneville garden allotment and my in-laws, they're part of our our team down there, uh, oh, good. Uh, you know, we got a pretty big garden that takes uh, a group of people. Uh, but the, the learning is half the fun. Excellent. Excellent. And what are you growing in your garden? So the garlic's looking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be doing tomatoes. We'll be doing potatoes, beans. Uh, we'll be doing kale. We did made we had some really good kale last year. Uh, peppers. Uh, we'll be doing some squash. Onions. We the onions are a big hit in our household. Uh, zucchinis. And then you know what? This year I think we're going to be adding some. Uh, I have uh, some of my mom's dahlias that I want to put down there. Uh, we'll be adding some flor- flowers to it. Uh, I always do a herb garden on my mm. back deck, but I think we're going to uh, add some herbs down there. Uh, that again, something else I, I want to learn with respect to this companion gardening and that type of thing. Mm. Uh, I'll have to look through some of your podcasts and see what <laughs> to put with what. But but yeah, we definitely the veg. It's a vegetable predominant garden, but uh, we want to add some flowers down there uh, this year, and we want to do some herbs. Um, cause I know that last year, the gardeners that had a mix, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see when you go and you, it's, mm-hmm. it makes that, that serene, uh, experience that mm-hmm. you always hear gardeners talk about. Right. Yeah. And the flowers, I mean, as nice as they are to have like, even like a bit of a cutting garden, it's, it attracts the pollinators, which actually helps the vegetables too. Right. So it's a bit of a win-win. So things like zinnias that you can start from seed right in, in the soil, you know, that's, that's always a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when you're harvesting your vegetables, you can bring home some flowers. (laughs) So um, yeah, my wife wants me to put some gladiolas in, but we have now, you, maybe you can tell me a little bit about when do I have to do the gladiolas? Ah, so probably closer to the May long weekend, right, Matt? It's still a little cool at night for bulbs. That's right. You want to wait till a little bit later, but you can start them inside. Uh, so your dahlias and your glads, if you have some of those uh, summer flowering bulbs, you can always start them inside to bring them along. 
of course, you need, you know, the space and the light and the whatever just to get them going. Uh, but that gets a jump start, especially on the longer blooming, uh, like dahlia bulbs and things like that. They give you the bigger show. Uh, you just get that show quicker out in the garden when it's time to go out and plant. But yeah, I would definitely make sure they a little closer to the May 2-4 weekend. We don't want any risk of the ground freezing again or uh, being warm enough that we send up some new foliage and it gets burnt off again. So, yeah. Very good. Thank you. Well, I'll definitely put those tips to use. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. We do have another listener question. Uh, Alexis has asked if your practice offers x-rays. Now, so we don't, we do not do x-rays in our office. Uh, We'll send to uh, medical facilities, uh, usually the one that the patient will already be familiar with. Mm. Uh, So they'll do our x-rays for us. Um, that's depending on what the patient presents with though, as well. If the, uh, if from the history and exam, we warrant that the x-rays should be taken, then we'll suggest it, but it's, uh, um, dependent on each individual. Okay. Yeah. Do you find that you can diagnose without it most of the time? Uh, so my approach is that, uh, yeah, if it's not, they're not presenting with uh, symptoms of concern within my history, then we have a good idea. Uh, if they, you know, put out some red flags, then we'll definitely want to have things looked into uh, deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually you'll be conservative and you don't do imaging unless you feel it's absolutely, absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Because when more people come to you with more, like, I don't want to say, well, I guess almost muscular or, I mean, obviously, like a break, if it's, if the, you know, if the wrist is broken, they'll, they'll know the wrist is broken kind of thing, right? It's not like, oh, I need an adjustment, you know. Right. Yeah, as a a rule, fractures are figured out before, (laughs) but uh, we have had that present uh, for sure, more in the foot or ankle. Um. But, you know, every person is an individual and we do deal with mainly, my office is mainly muscle, muscle skeletal issues. So muscles, mm. joint, nerves, mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing. Okay. That's great. Well, thank you for your question. Yes. Thank you very much, Alexis, for your question. Uh, I'm just, as we hit the bottom of the hour, we'll take a moment, uh, just to say thank you for joining us here live on realityradio101.com. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host, Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting, relevant, and helpful topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests like Dr. Jeffrey Smith, who join us here on the show. Don't forget to spend more time with us down the garden path. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please subscribe to be notified of the new content, like, share, and uh, leave us a comment. You can also find Joanne at downthenumber2earth.ca. And you can find myself at naturalaffinity.ca. Dr. Smith, I don't think we've uh, mentioned, do we have a a website or um, any social media that we can... Uh, have our listeners reach out to you or find you at? So you're most likely to find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, the uh, 
the website is under construction. So oh, okay. the best bet is those or just a, phone the office is the best way if they want. To, I'm more than willing to do a one on one conversation on the uh, on the phone if they had questions for me. But uh, if you just put in Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic, I'm sure you'd find it on uh, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or uh, Jeffrey Smith, Jeffrey Q. Smith. OK, because I think you're on Twitter uh, is the uh, Oshawa South Clinic at, at Oshawa South. Is that the handle? The, there? Uh, that sounds right. I should. Uh, my three handles are all all a little different. Uh, <laughs> I know I can relate. Mine is kind of the same. I and I hope it yeah. is you because I think I tweeted out. Uh, um, yeah, that. <laughs> so yes, hopefully yeah, that Twitter is at Oshawa South. Yes, that's Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic. Uh, Instagram is just best if you put in uh, you put in Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic. And Facebook is at, at Oshawa Chiropractic. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, just as Jeff, uh, Dr. Smith offers uh, just a one-on-one -on -one phone call, uh, you can reach the Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic at uh, 1-905-725-4331. And again, that's 1-905-725-4331. Perfect. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, I was just going to, I was going to ask. So it, maybe if, you know, if maybe if some of our listeners, maybe they haven't ventured into chiropractic or it's, it is something to consider, uh, you mentioned just kind of reaching out. What are those next steps for those who want to uh, reach out? And what does the process of, um, you know, going to a chiropractor or beginning uh, a relationship with a chiropractor look like? Oh, are we having some? My oh, yeah. he's back. There we oh, go. there he goes. My bye. Um, so <laughs> I would say, uh, so there is there's quite a spectrum of chiropractors, uh, and I'm sure there's a chiropractor out there for everyone. Uh, my approach is yes, you would call the office and you would speak to our. I call her our captain. There, it's Linda Rogers, and she's uh, she'd be more than willing to set you up with either to speak with me on the phone or to set up an initial visit. Uh, from that point, there is, uh, you have that initial examination where it's a, a history, an exam. And from there, we figure out, well, is this something that I can help with? Or maybe, you know, maybe one of my teammates, maybe uh, Ryan Flint or Jacqueline Kuyper's the uh, massage therapist. Maybe it's more towards them. Or maybe it's somebody I have to send on to their medical doctor or you have to send on to a physiotherapist or another provider. But it's the history and exam. And from there, I would outline our, our treatment approach. Is it going to be a series of adjustments? Is it going to be some soft tissue like active release techniques? I do provide uh, acupuncture. Uh, we do have the K-laser. And uh, we have ultrasound as well. So we have options. I also, because there are some people that don't like to be manually adjusted or have manipulation done to their spine. I do use the instrument as well. But as a rule, I'll use both. I mm. like the way that they work together. I couple those uh, uh, treatment approaches. And uh, I, I'm sure we can find something that would fit their needs. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I have to say, I love manual, <laughs> the manual manipulation. So I, I don't know. Um, yes. 
Yeah. So if we do, I, you know, I know, and I've been guilty of this too, uh, kind of feel like a tweak, I tweaked something, you know, but yet you're in the middle of doing stuff. So you figure, you figure you have to finish, right? Like, is that, do you have some tips for people um, to, when they do hurt themselves and how to minimize that? Or um, I don't know if that's a clear question. I hope it is. No, but, I, uh, I, I yeah. seriously, and that's a, that's a really good point, Joanne. Like, along your journey, you're going to have a few times where it's be like, whoops, what did I do there? Like, I thought it was warmed up. I thought it was ready to go. And lo and behold, I've tweaked something, right? That's what people say. So from that point, I suggest people, that's why you want to have those varying tasks. You want to then maybe break away from what you're doing and see, am I able to go off and do something else? And as you go do something else, oh, I'm feeling better. Things are coming along. Maybe you can go back and then it's, it's okay. But if it's something that's worsening as you're going, that's when it's time to maybe back off, you know, phone into your chiropractor or your <laughs> massage therapist, or your physio and have it checked out. Uh, but a lot of times it is, it's just a little, uh, I just bent a little wrong in that way. And if you, the worst thing to do is like seize up, right? You have to kind right. of take a few deep breaths and vary your approach. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, the, the flip side of that is you feel fine and you finish gardening and then you wake up in the morning and you can't get out of bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when in doubt, I always say, check it out. So uh, if you have any doubts, stop what you're doing, break away from it, have it checked out. But if you find as you do it, it gets a little better, then you're usually okay. Nice. Very excellent. Um, So I'm going to just jump in. We've got uh, four uh, comments and some questions uh, that have, have fallen in. Uh, Catherine wrote in, uh, Dr. Smith talked about hydration for gardening, uh, us or the plants, she says, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she loves the topic. Well, uh, you know how important hydration is for both us and the plants, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm learning what plants need what level of hydration still. I've, I've made that mistake in the past thinking, oh, they all need water. But uh, not all of them need the same amount of water. That's right. That's right. That is right. Um, Carl writes in, hello, this is the very first time that I'm listening to your radio show. Thank you, Carl. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Carl says he loves the show, uh, the advice and the tips, or I love the advice and tips, sorry. Thank you. And he's listening from uh, Philly, Pennsylvania. Beautiful. Thank you, Carl. Uh, And then we did have one other question. Uh, Denise has written in, uh, do you need a referral for Dr. Smith's professional services? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so Dr. Smith, myself, is a chiropractor, which uh, we are one of the regulated health professionals that we do not require a referral for. Um, the odd insurance plan will require for it to be covered, but that's I've come across that maybe less than a handful over my 20 years. So mm-hmm. uh, because we are designated as doctors, it is our responsibility to come up with a working diagnosis and we're responsible for that patient's well-being. So we have to identify, is it something we can treat? And if it's outside the realm of what we can do, we are expected to send that to the right health professional. 
But I bet that's a common misconception that people think they, especially now in the time of COVID, when you can't see your doctor, that you need to go to a doctor first, then get the referral, then go see a chiropractor. But you actually don't. You can, for the most part, go straight to uh, to the chiropractor. Certainly. Yes, you can. And I know I can tell you this. Patients are very appreciative that we're in there uh, ourselves, the chiropractors, the massage therapists, the physios, the they welcome that opportunity to see someone face to face because there are a lot of their family physicians are not seeing them uh, immediately. Right. Yeah. So they, they want that personal contact and we are using all the safety measures. We're masking and shielding. We've got uh, the hand sanitizer everywhere and the, the Lysol and <laughs> all of that. Uh, so it's a bit of a different experience, but uh, yes, you can come in without uh, without a referral and uh, feel safe. Excellent. That's a good question, Denise. Yes, it is. And uh, yes, you do a very good job uh, making everyone there feel safe. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's great. Um, so we have another question. Um, and I think, Joanne, this kind of went to what we were talking about before you brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fred has written in, hello all. What about the day after? Ha. Huh. Uh, and she la- he laughs, uh, they laugh. When we are sore, any tips to eliminate that soreness? Maybe a hot bath. So jo- Joanne, you were, we were talking and you had brought up, you know, we're warming up. Uh, but what about a cool down? Is there a cool down after we spend the day in the garden? Is it strenuous enough that we need to do some other activities to relax ourselves uh, before we move on to our regular daily activities? I would say, yeah, cool down is as important as the warm up, if not more important, depending on what you've done. If you've just had a nice day of walking around and just, you know, perusing your garden and doing the odd picking of a weed here and there, well, certainly you don't need uh, a cool down. But if you've had a day where, you know, our water tank is at the one end of the garden, so you're doing farmer carries with your watering cans back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you're then doing a lot of weed picking where you feel like you're going to uh, seize up that type of thing, if you don't do something, well, it is important to do a good stretching routine. Now, I always resort to some basic yoga. I find it just covers all the bases mm. uh, and they replicate a lot of the stretches the health professionals use anyways, you'll get these specific stretches prescribed to you. They're right out of a yoga routine. And uh, I'm a personal uh, yoga user myself, but I find that is a great way to relax the muscles. And then certainly I, I have a dog, you know, that Matt, I told you about my dog and the running and the hiking. I yeah. find that too. Uh, I finished my day with a nice brisk walk with my dog, Brady. And uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of a lot of fun out there and it just gets walking is a good way of getting the circulation going as you're drinking your water you're rehydrating you're getting that blood flowing and yes you're gonna still have a little bit of soreness that's okay the it's the difference between did i hurt myself or you know and it was a good hurt or did i harm myself so if it, you're going to have that soreness, but your body's going to adapt to that, that means, okay, you've stressed your body and it's going to make some changes. So you're better for that next time in the garden. Mm. But yeah, certainly hydrate, fuel, stretch, and go for a walk after your gardening. 
Okay. Do you also remember, like Fred was asking about like a hot bath or, or like an ointment or something like that. Is there anything else that you find uh, helps the sore muscles? Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm more of a shower guy myself, but I have a warm shower, uh, but warm baths. And I know some massage therapists will say with the Epsom salts, Mm -hmm. we are new to the sauna world as well. And I, I do love sauna. Um, our massage therapist, Ryan, he's big on the warm aspect after, and I support that as well. If you've done something, you know, you've done that bag of mulch and you're like, Oh, I've tweaked it. And this one's not going away. Initially, I suggest the the 10 minutes on 10 minutes off with the ice three times followed by a warm shower. Uh, but then yes, a bath and warmth is, uh, always feels good. That's for sure. Okay. I know a tip, but my, for my tight muscles, um, especially my, my, um, upper back, um, my chiropractor recommends, uh, two tennis balls in a, it's tech, it's techie, two tennis balls in a sock. Right. Yes. So, and so like, honestly, our family passes around, like who's got the sock, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so we all use it, whether, whether it's up against the wall and we kind of are loosening our upper back or whether it let you lay down on the floor and kind of work out a specific muscle, but it's kind of like a low tech thing but um, it all, it does depend. So for our listeners, it depends on the quality of the tennis ball, right? Some of them are so hard, <laughs> yeah. like you can't use the dog ones because those are so hard, but yes. if you use a really cheap one, then you break it. So yeah, so it, it you do as low tech as it is, it, you do have a, have a good quality tennis ball just coming from years of experience. So yeah, hundred percent. I like that idea of, I think self-care should be a regular occurrence that you're doing so whether it's those balls that you're using to hit trigger points it should be a feel good hurt you get to mm. oh that hurts but oh that hurts so good that's how it should feel uh, i have foam rollers i like to use uh you know you couple that with your self-care with the balls the rollers the stretching the hydration you know it it all goes together and that should be a daily daily occurrence and then that's going to minimize the risk of you hurting yourself while you're in the garden excellent yeah that's a good good tip tip. so you were telling us a bit about your garden uh in bowmanville uh but how big was your garden how big are you gardening what's your well because it sounds like you have a home garden and you have an allotment yes yes so uh, that this this all came about where I graduated is the COVID experience, right? <laughs> Everybody had that extra time to get started on something. So, and it fit just naturally. It goes with uh, the chiropractic lifestyle, you know, of uh, healthy living. And uh, so that got me thinking, okay, I would like to garden. So they're very friendly and welcoming down there at uh, the Bonneville Garden Allotment. They had a space for me. And last year, I think it may have been uh, 15 by 20 feet. But uh, this year, we're 20 by 40 feet. Wow. So, You've gone all in. All, all in. <laughs> but again, I stress like they're very helpful with their knowledge. Uh, it's always important to have good mentors. Uh, my in-laws, uh, they're, uh, they're a big part of the main players in the garden down there. Mm. Uh, they chip in uh, and actually tell me what needs to be done. And uh, I'm using their wisdom. Uh, But, you know, what really excites me about it is the culture down there. They, I might be one of the younger people down there gardening, but 
they are all they're a fit they're good role models they I see what gardening has done for them their mm. positive attitude they're strong bodied uh you know and they're just so knowledgeable uh, I thought well I want to be part of that so mm-hmm. uh that's why we're like well let's take on more we, we got some helping hands yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm part of the the Pickering Horticultural Society or Garden Club, and those senior ladies that um, you know weekly we look after a number of gardens in Pickering, a number of community gardens. They are in great shape. Like they, you know, I might garden at home, but I sit at a desk most of the day, and uh, and they, yeah, they could put me to shame, man. What I'm sure they can accomplish in the garden. So you're right. Like I could see what as as being long lifelong gardeners has really um, improved their health. Oh, 100%. And, and it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see them work away. And uh, uh, they'll laugh at me because uh, I'll either come after a workout or leave the garden for a workout. And they say, you don't need that, Jeff. Just spend the day down here with us. <laughs> we'll put you to work. So, uh, yeah. but I do, I do enjoy my workouts too. It's, a, it's another uplifting thing. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, any other like specific injury? Like I know you mentioned the, the raking. Um, like how have you been? Have you hurt yourself? <laughs> but- Touch wood. I've been okay. And uh, uh, sometimes I have to say, do as I say, not as I do. Because I do sometimes <laughs> get into the uh, get her done, Jeff type idea. But uh, I've been okay. I'll tell you one thing that I really noticed is my hands. I've always, my hands have always been quite fine. But with all this Lysol use, uh, mm. I don't know. I haven't liked the effect that's had on my hands. But when I got back into the garden again, they, it's like they've come back to life again. Oh. Uh, so there's something to be said about that, the microbiome and the flora and, uh, and the rejuvenating effects of just being with the dirt, right? So oh. um, I found that there's definitely a, a benefit. And uh, mentally, I found the benefit of it's one of the things that I find when I'm gardening, I'm not thinking about oh, the stresses of work or the worries of COVID. Uh, it is a place where I'm able to be in the zone. Mm. Um, kind of like when I'm trail running, it's another one of those things. Like, again, out in nature, right? So I'm fortunate, no injuries yet. I do have, <laughs> I do get uh, my adjustments and I do get a uh, regular massage as well. So uh, I, I do the, I do preventative treatments for myself as well. Mm. Um, I strong believer in that. And yeah. uh, so far, it's done me well. Oh, that's good. And that could be something that as a preventative do, you, would you recommend someone see, especially if they've already, already do regularly see a massage therapist, but maybe, maybe if they are afraid of getting injured in the garden, maybe trying some preventative, like, you know, getting a massage therapist appointment. Well, 100%. The way I see it is, you know, we see these professional athletes and they're getting their adjustments. They're seeing their physiotherapist. They're seeing their massage therapist. They're being worked on on a regular basis. But we think it's outside the realm for us. But we should be thinking along with, you know, healthy eating and gardening is, you know, your nutrition. But we should be looking at our physical fitness and exercise. But we should also be looking at you know, getting, uh, getting some preventative treatments to have our muscles checked. 
I hear this on a regular basis when you just, you're doing a few of the stretches on them and they're like, wow, I didn't even know that was sore. And they can definitely pick up on a side mm-hmm. that's different than the other. Whereas before they come in, they say, yeah, I think I'm fine. And then they're like, with a simple straight leg raise stretch, they're like, whoa, how come that tweaks me a little bit here? And, and the other side, I didn't even feel it. So it is important to kind of have your finger on the pulse of what might be lingering. The body's mm-hmm. pretty amazing at hiding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it, if it sneaks, if you let it go and it sneaks up on you, it could cost you a week or two in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, it's key that people don't wait until you have an injury to see a massage therapist or to see a chiropractor, you know, that mm-hmm. preventative and that, um, self-care I think is, is really key. Cause I think I, I have, you know, good friends that, don't see it as a maintenance and don't, you know, definitely see it, you know, Oh, I hurt myself. So now I need to go. Um, and I, I'll get comments like you're going again, like haven't, mm-hmm. were you just there? And I'm like, yep, but I need to go, you know, I know yeah. if I don't go, um, and keep those things moving my trouble spots and stuff like that. Um, that, you know, so, so yeah, so that's a good reminder to everyone that, yeah. But it's also, it's a con you want to have part of your healthcare team, people that you can turn to for any issues that you might have. Sometimes it's just the conversation that you'll, you'll get those tips on maybe some stretches you should do, or maybe you should mm-hmm. switch things up and try things a different approach. Or, you know, it's not just come in and, you know, it's like a passive thing where you're just getting treatment. It might be, look, you need to, you need to focus in on some strengthening uh, of your body. There's some, definite uh, imbalances here let's get you doing this type of an exercise or like finding things that you can do at home as well it's someone that you can work with that's going to encourage you and be a bit of a cheerleader to get you motivated to do other healthy activities too as well as whatever little muscles or joint aches you need to have addressed excellent good points very good points um Lots of great information. I think all of our listeners have really appreciated it. I can't believe the hour is already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got less than five minutes. Um, Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else that you would like to um, plug or bring up or make our listeners aware of uh, before we say good evening to everyone? Oh, well, g- good point. I Well, I obviously plug <laughs> Oshawa South Chiropractic Clinic and Massage Therapy. But uh, I just like to uh, really encourage your listeners to uh, take on their gardens with enthusiasm this, uh, this summer and just think of yourself as you're, you know, you are the athlete that needs to uh, make these things happen at the garden. So make sure you look after your number one instrument and that's your, that's your body. So do your exercises, you know, say your prayers and, uh, (laughs) You know, uh, just make sure you look after yourself so that you can then uh, nurture your garden. Excellent. Excellent advice. You must find you have to be careful at the garden center, right, Matt? How are things at the garden center? Yeah, the garden center is good and just rife with all of those possibilities. Uh, Like you were describing, the stretching, the benches that are odd, heavy plants, uh, different shapes and sizes and points of gravity and points of contact. So yeah, just uh, if you're shopping or if you're working there, uh, just take it easy. And again, just uh, like Dr. Smith was saying, you know, warm up, stretch a bit, go for a brisk walk. 
uh, and just take your time and, and just be mindful of what you're doing. Uh, there's lots of stuff just being as an employee there. There are many, many large trees and shrubs and racks of plants that are spilling in. So if you haven't visited your garden centers yet in this uh, COVID world, there are lots of plants uh, to be had. There's a lot of stuff, exciting things still happening, uh, but definitely uh, get in. There are some categories like your fruit trees uh, and your roses and vegetables are starting to pick up. Uh, okay. So you're going to start to lose that selection. But uh, How yeah. are the fruit trees? Are the fruit trees gone? Uh, they are moving very fast. We are probably more than half gone through our okay. whole year's uh, inventory. Wow. Okay. Uh, but there are still, there's surprisingly, a few of those multiple in one uh, trees left those fruit the cocktail, cocktail trees, trees. yeah and and jeff dr jeff the, he doesn't mean a mojito and we established <laughs> that last week there's no I, there's no tequila and there's no rum uh, but the cocktail trees so we had a whole good laugh about that last week <laughs> i listened to that podcast so i heard <laughs> very good I would like, I'd like a cocktail tree though. Yeah. Well, put one on hold for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. So that's good to know. That's good to know. How about your home garden? The home garden is, uh, so my back garden is mainly perennials. Okay. Uh, low maintenance, uh, a lot of hosta there and uh, some, uh, you know, we've got some of the uh, irises and that type of thing. Uh, Lily of the Valley. Uh, yeah. Got a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you talking about they, they can take over, and they certainly have. I've noticed yeah. this year. Uh, but low maintenance in the backyard. The, we have a raised deck, and that is where I'll do uh, some flowering baskets and my herbs, uh, which I think each year we're getting better at the herbs, oh, and they're good. quite tasty. Yeah. And then in the front, uh, there is we have. Uh, some of the bulbs the spring bulbs are looking really good right now but we have mm -hmm. some bushes that i couldn't tell you the names of the bushes yes, and that yeah. type of thing um uh, and the good. name yeah it, we're it's i'm really enjoying it learning okay. every day oh that's great that's great yeah things and things are waking up they're waking up slowly i know a lot of our listeners are really as we, as we wind down um my uh, closing message with everybody as far as their gardens is patience um, even though it's May 10th, it, the temperatures are still cool and, and things are behind a little bit. Uh, you know, they accelerated there in April and now they're behind. So I know I, I visited a client today who thought they lost, you know, I got an email on the weekend that said, I think I lost all these plants. And then when I got there, I'm like, look, she goes, yeah, that just happened. You know, they're all green. I'm like, yep. So, you know, patience, everybody. Um, it'll be, you know, the first week of June before you can really tell if something's gone. So, um, be patient and the garden season will be here before we know it. So that's right away, Matt. I know we're out of time. Oh my gosh. The show. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, very quickly again. Thank you, uh, Dr. Smith for joining us. Thank you, uh, Paul, Rita, Stephen, Carl, Darlene, uh, Catherine, Alexis, Bill, Carl, uh, which I may have said twice, uh, Denise and Fred for writing in your questions for Dr. Smith this evening. Thank you again for joining us here uh, on Reality Radio uh, 101. We enjoy spending your Monday nights and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Uh, happy gardening and have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week on uh, Down the Garden Path. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your host, Joanne Shaw. 
and Matthew Dressing, right here on Reality Radio 101.